0: chiefs this is the locked on chiefs podcast
1: well that's win number one folks we are here with you post game just after the pressers matt derrick from ChiefsDigest.com is with us how are you matt
2: Uh, i'm hanging in there this was a a completely drama less game so i should probably not much to talk about right
1: Yeah, we'll just move through it. It's a W. What are you going to (laughs) do? Liar, liar, pants on fire. That's all I got to say.
2: Nothing happened today. It was just a completely routine week one game.
1: Oh, sure. It's fine. Just missed three starters on defense. No problem. We won't notice that, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, Get a starter thrown out of the game.
1: Right.
2: Yeah, seems to, uh, seems to, seems, to, seems that, that missing three starters might have had a little bit to do with the sluggish start that the defense had today. But um, did anybody have any complaints about how the defense finished?
1: I don't think they should. I don't think, I think there I don't think do. think
2: there's probably are. No. <laughs> Chris, no. what stood
1: out to you?
0: Honestly, and I have to say this, the reason I went with Mahomes is because I think he put the team on his back and took them back to a victory. Uh, Travis Kelsey, yes, he had two touchdowns. Yes, he looked fantastic. Uh, Cleveland still doesn't have an answer for him. Uh, Tyree Hill had a fantastic game, almost 200 yards receiving. I think he was three yards short. Uh, That was great. But what really stood out to me is Patrick just doing Patrick things and putting this team on his back and making a throw uh, for that 75-yard touchdown. That I don't think that there's almost maybe two other quarterbacks in the league that make that throw.
1: Yeah, I don't know how you could even expect anyone else to do that. Um, I did feel like there was it was a tale of two halves for Patrick as well. Um, Like. The underneath stuff was working, but I felt like he finally got comfortable with the fact that he had to look short first. And then he started taking advantage. Matt, did you see anything like that? Or, or did you feel that it was just wait for the offense to pop?
2: Yeah, you know, I, I, as good as, as Patrick once again was, I, I don't know if I still even put this in you know, top tier. Top games, uh, partly because I think he even what he tell you is this that he missed some plays. Um, Yeah, it was a heavy Travis Kelsey and a heavy Tyreek Hill game, and you could put it on the other guys for not contributing. But in the post game press conference, Mahomes put it on himself a little bit. Uh, He over he underthrew a throw a a ball to to Demarcus Robinson that you know he says he's thrown plenty of times and hasn't doesn't normally underthrow it like that. There was another play that you know he, he mentioned. Um, i 've throw to Tyreek that McCole Hardman was developing over the top, and if he'd wait a little bit more, maybe that play breaks open. Uh, yeah, he went to the usual guys, but I think that, that Mahomes, and we'll see what it, you know, they say after they look at the film themselves too, I think they'd probably say, hey, yeah, there's probably a couple of throws that if Mahomes looked somewhere else or there were other guys that had broken a little bit, uh, maybe it's a different, little bit different. Maybe it's a, a little bit more of an easier win. But I'll tell you what, to me, I mean, the guy that stands out is Chris Jones. Um, that was the guy that stood out to Andy Reid too. I mean, he said he's just never, he, Andy Reid said he'd never seen a defensive lineman take over a game like that. And for a period of time in the second half, especially the fourth quarter, Chris Jones took over that game. And that sack right after the 75-yard the touchdown, I mean, that was a five-play sequence that absolutely and totally turned this game on its heels.
0: Yeah, I don't know what you're doing. If you're the Cleveland punter in that situation, I would have still tried to kick the ball. But uh, really quick, I just want to throw this out there. You start and you look at the Patrick Mahomes thing. I agree. I don't think he played great uh, at times. But I also think that he needs to learn. uh, I think that secondary sack, that second sack uh, that both Clowney and uh, Miles Garrett got on him was more on him than it really was on the line. Uh, I think he dropped deeper than he needed to. If he would have stepped up, I think he could have made it at least got the ball away. Uh but I think overall he played a great game. And then you start looking at you know, you're right, that five play that, that five play deal. I just don't know uh, how do you do that as the punter. I, I just can't get it like you still try to kick the ball, he didn't even try, and I think he could have possibly gotten it off.
2: Yeah, I certainly like he could could have, because I think he took a couple of steps and, and maybe could have at least just kind of squeezed it off. Um but Yeah, I mean, you can't blame entirely on the punter because that was a four-play sequence where, frankly, just the entire Browns offense lost its composure. Uh, He wasn't alone. I mean, Baker Mayfield lost his composure too, and certainly, again, at the end of the game lost his composure. So, And that's something that, honestly, right now is separating the Chiefs from everybody else in the league. Even a a game like after you look at today and you look at the results around the league, I'm still probably going to say that the Cleveland Browns might be the second-best team in the AFC. And what's the difference between the Chiefs and the Browns at this point? Honestly, composure might be the biggest one.
1: It very may well be. Uh, there's a number of things that they have to fix. We'll get into that next segment. But I do want to point out, two guys we talked about, all the way up to the to the final cutdowns, back and forth and back and forth, were there on that particular botched punt in Marcus Kemp and Jody Fortson, forcing that play, corralling it. I think that goes to show you what this roster is. They elevated Zane Anderson for this game. And so even though Patrick is the top, it's the icing on the cake that kind of keeps everything at an even keel, even when they are behind, it is those guys at, at 47 to 53 that are making a difference as well. Chris
0: Lamont's too. Sorry, I just wanted to throw yeah. that out there. Cr- Chris Lamont's had, had a team. huge game.
2: Yeah. And, you know, hey, you can say, hey, look, you know, the Chiefs were missing three starters and the defense did not play well. So, you know, questioning maybe a little bit of depth about whether the guys who are ready to step in and play immediately are completely there. I mean, there's probably an argument made there. I mean, Nick Bolton had, I think, a pretty good game. I mean, you look at the stats and you're probably going to say it's a great game. Um, I think there were probably a couple of plays that he would have liked to have had back. It looked like maybe there was a couple of moments where, um, the things that I was worried about going into this game, that maybe he was going to bite a little bit hard on, on some plays and maybe the play action was going to get him a bit. And, and that's what I think we'll probably see a couple of times happen, but still overall. I mean, the one thing you, you liked out of Bolton was that he was tackling guys. I mean, nobody got past him. He was making big hits, um, but you know, three starters on defense and you come out and you beat a game and beat a team like the Browns in this game. I mean, yeah, it was not perfect. And there's reasons to be concerned about depth and, and maybe that there are some areas that this team still needs to get better at. Um, but overall, I mean, they get, they got the job done. It was not pretty, but mm-hmm. they got the job done. And at least in particular, once again, the, when they had to make plays at the end, they made those plays. Yeah,
1: they did. And I wouldn't have, Bet against them anyway but you know if i was in a pool i probably would have taken them but we know how to help you guys get that done football season is
0: back let's make the most of it with a better way to create your custom pool at runyourpool.com the premier sports pool hosting service run your pool makes it ridiculously easy to run a football pool with friends family or office mates they offer dozens of formats including survivor pick'em squares margin confidence pools 33 and more run your pool hosts formats for nfl and college football with one week games full season Playoffs or the Super Bowl. Unlike other fantasy sports platforms, Run Your Pool has options and settings to make it your own. You can even brand your pool for your local business, bar, or restaurant. Reconnect with friends and join nearly 2 million football fans to make every game action-packed this season. Check them out today and get $10 off at runyourpool.com slash locked on or use our promo code locked on at checkout. Anywhere, everywhere in the world, Run Your Pool helps friends and colleagues compete. The NFL season started September 9th. Start today at runyourpool.com slash locked on and have your pool up and running in minutes. Runyourpool.com slash locked on.
1: If I was going to run a pool, Matt, I'd, I would include you because you <laughs> probably take a more even <laughs> keel than me. Because like you talked about Nick Bolden, uh, I thought it was an up and down day for him. I didn't like a lot of his run fits. I thought he missed some gap assignments, particularly that, that bother me probably more so than any other person that covers this team. But that is not unexpected. I thought Nick Bolton played better than I thought he would as a rookie thrust into the starting lineup. And honestly, in particular, were you surprised that he wasn't just in the base? It was he and Hitch out there a lot, just the two of them. And I thought that was a a bigger deal than we're giving him credit for.
2: Yeah, that didn't that didn't surprise me at, at all. I mean, if anything, what kind of surprised me is just how much time that the Chiefs did spend in base. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought they'd spend a lot more time in some sub packages, and I think that probably just goes back to, you know, how they wanted to match up against the Browns on the ground. Uh, they wanted to have that extra linebacker in there to be able to, to try and contain Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Did they? Not really. So, right. you know, maybe it's a little bit of back to the drawing board there. Um, but they were trying, I was clearly trying to get more size and more physical. And without Matthew in there, I think that probably you know, was what forced their hand more than anything. Um, well, so I was a little bit surprised in that direction. But, yeah, you know, I, I thought that, that exactly what I said earlier. I mean, I think that you'll look back and when you go back and critique the film of Nick Bolton, you'll probably see a few mistakes. And not everything was perfect. But the one thing that you wanted to see from Nick Bolton early on at this point in his career was tackling that guys weren't going to get extra yards, and he got those guys down. I mean, there were a couple of plays where, yeah, maybe he was not in the right position and had to recover a little bit, but he did that as well. So I I think there were generally, to me, more pluses than minuses, Mm -hmm. but the big thing that you needed to see was that he was getting guys down, and that's what you brought Nick Bolton in was to make tackles, and he did it on Sunday.
0: Well, I think the thing that stuck out to me when you start talking about Nick Bolton is early in the game, there's a specific play where he comes up to the line of scrimmage, gets right in front of the tight end, and then the tight end locks him up and they run outside of him, and he just he couldn't contain. And I'm not trying to be overly critical of the guy. I know he's going to learn, but the thing that really impressed me about it was, I don't know if it was the next play or if it was a couple of plays later, where he was coming downhill and a tight end was coming at him, and he just threw the tight end out of his way and made the tackle. So he didn't let that one bad play cause them you know, more bad plays, which I was really impressed with. And I really think, say what you want, the Chiefs missed Frank Clark setting the edge today. Uh, I think their defensive ends got sucked in too much, and that really hurt them defending the run.
2: Well, they did. I mean, I, th- I think you're absolutely right. And that's where you do miss a Frank Clark in a situation like this. And you miss Willie, Willie Gay as well, because, mm-hmm. you know, once again, I mean, Bolton would not have been in a lot of those positions. You probably would have seen Willie Gay in a lot of those spots. Um, this is a good experience. I mean, the fact that, that, that Bolton got these reps right now are, are going to pay off down the road. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And you're absolutely right. I mean, uh, seeing Bolton bounce back from negative plays the way that he did is positive. I mean, you got to have a short memory. And he certainly was not letting those negative plays that he, the few that he did have really, you know, get in his mind or, or hold him back or, or pull back his aggressiveness. I, 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 feel like he played a better game than Ben
1: Nima did. I, I felt like he helped hitch lock down the middle tier. And quite frankly, when, when Chris Jones can step up like that, I wish Chris had gotten a little bit more help from other guys on the front floor, but. I think the front overall played enough against what is one of the few teams that can really hurt them this way in being able to run straight downhill at them. They're not going to see that every week in the secondary. I thought clearly the player of the game for me was Juan Thornhill. A very close second was the Jerry Steen. I know he had a, a, one pass that got away from him as a perfectly thrown ball at the time. But other than that, I thought the two of them really held down what the secondary was doing.
0: The is a really hard matchup. Sorry, that's all I really wanted to say about that one pass. So it's a really hard matchup for a corner.
2: Yeah, and you know, and and the Chiefs just in general were, uh, you know, the tight ends gave them some some fits at times today. I mean, it wasn't consistent mm-hmm. throughout, but certainly in the first half, I thought they fed some trouble. They made some adjustments that I think helped out in the second half. But you know, that and that one, the, the Joku was the difference. But uh, yeah, I mean, Thornhill did what Thornhill does. He was around the football a lot. Um, looked like he was in there. I don't. I think that Hitchens got the credit for the causing the fumble, um, but it sure looked like Thornhill getting in there and getting his helmet in there was probably a big part of that as well. um he, he just seemed to be in the neighborhood of the big plays and, and you didn't see him you know being victimized either. so that was something that I, I think you just want to make sure that you saw was you know Thornhill wasn't getting out of, you know beat out of position or anything of that nature and it, you didn't see that. i thought he I thought he stepped up pretty well today.
0: Well, I was just really impressed his technique on that deep pass breakup was fantastic. that was a big,
2: big play. Yeah, if
0: he doesn't make that, that completely changes the game. And honestly, when I was starting to watch the first half, I was surprised Anthony Schwartz on the Cleveland Browns really started to hurt Kansas City early on, and it seemed like they found an answer for him in the second half, so I was happy with that. I do think that the secondary is going to look obviously a lot better when they get Tyron Matthew back. The other nice thing that came out of the conference, the press conferences, and you can talk about this if you want, Uh, Hitchens was really the only injury and he was able to go back in the game. So if you come out of a game like this, where it was, you were getting beat down by this Cleveland Browns offensive line, that's fantastic. And getting beat down, honestly, by their defensive line, which is very good as well. And you only have one injury. I think you're feeling really good.
2: Yeah, Hitchens tweaked his elbow. That was the only new injury that uh, Andy Reid reported. Um, interesting with the two guys, the other two guys that didn't play with Frank Clark and Tyron Matthew, because both of those guys tried to give it a go before the game. Um, with Clark, they just still did not like the way the hamstring was responding. He, he had tried to play this week, was limited in practice, but they just felt it was best to hold him back. And then in Tyron Matthew's case, uh, yeah, Matthew wanted to play, and he came out on the field and and did some stretching and warmups before pregame. But uh, Andy Reid says it was his call. It was the coach's decision to pull him back. Uh, Matthew wanted to play, but but Reid did not want to put him in that position after he hadn't practiced all week. Um, so ultimately it was the coach's call about why Tyron Matthew didn't play on Sunday.
1: Well, it, good for them. Take it easy with him, I say. And, and in his stead, I think uh, this probably won't sound very familiar, folks, Uh, Give credit to Dan Sorensen for making that last play and forcing (laughs) that interception. But you know what will sound familiar to you? It is trying to figure out where all your remotes are, where you get to watch one game on this device or this game on another device, or how you put it all together. We have something new for you. And you don't have to use your neighbor's best friend's login to get there or anything like it. I want to tell you about a simple way to get all your entertainment, everything that you love, all together in one place and get your TV straightened out. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings live TV and all your on-demand favorites together like never before. It makes it easy to watch sports, movies, and all your shows all in one place. It means no more juggling for remotes or hunting through the couch like I have to do basically every other day. And you don't need another device ever again. It's the best part. There's no annual contract, so all you got to do is get rid of the clutter and get rid of the confusion and check out TV stream. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. A compatible device is required, and content will vary by package. That said, the packages that were out there on the field, I think were very interesting on the offensive side of the ball. We got well, some big plays. Yeah, we did, and I think
0: that you saw a hungry Chiefs team uh, going through the second half. And, you know, when we start talking about hunger, I think the Chiefs really could have used some Bilt Bars in the first half. Uh, I do think they looked a little sluggish on defense. Uh, What is your favorite flavor of Bilt Bar, Ryan? What is yours?
1: One that I have, whatever it is.
0: (laughs) Fair enough. Did you know Bilt Bar has nine delicious flavors? When you talk to a Bilt Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know what the Bilt Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie. Peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. So there's something there for everyone. My favorite flavor is salted caramel. I really absolutely love that one. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where really you get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built, the Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Most of the flavors have 17 to 18 grams of protein, between 130 and 180 calories, just four to five grams of sugar or four to five grams of net carbs. Nine amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today and get that raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com.
1: Yeah, Um, I'm always hungry. We got to get Matt back in here because I totally left him out in the cold when he might be hungry for your built Bars too. I don't know.
2: (laughs) You know I'm hungry. I'm always hungry.
0: We need to sit and Matt some bill bars. That's what we need to do.
1: I think we can Absolutely. arrange that. <laughs> so that said, formations that stood out to me, um, kudos to Blake Bell for taking one for the team, taking that sneak. Never Love one I, it for the I, that team. was great. Uh,
2: I, where has that been? I mean, I, I know really it was like it. on the team last year, so it was part of it. But, yeah, you need a quarterback sneak, Blake Bell, belldozer, every single time.
0: That was awesome. <laughs> that was fantastic. Perfect.
2: <laughs>
1: Um, I have to do my normal shout outs. Uh, Mike Burton, one carry, one yard. Got the first down. That's all that matters. Uh, (laughs) I liked it. We saw some triple tight end stuff. We saw them move some players around. I didn't see anything too outlandish, um, anything offensively in terms of the way that they chose to attack the Browns that stood out to you, Matt.
2: Yeah, uh, you know, we did. We saw a couple of 13 set packages out there and uh, they then ran the ball effectively in a couple of those situations. I mean, it was, you know, some of those was just, you know, and, and once again, those were short yardage situations that the Chiefs have struggled in the past. And so seeing them be able to go out there and put some of that, those guys out there and get some productivity from Noah Gray and Jody Fortson, too, in those sets. That was pretty good. I mean, um, definitely, thought, I'm definitely going to be interested in looking a little bit more further into details about how like Jody Fortson was used in some situations. Really, just split out. Um, and to it, it, to me, it's just it boggles the mind that if you're the Cleveland Browns and you don't recognize and identify Travis Kelsey in the red zone and just say, <laughs> you know what, might need to double cover that guy, or maybe maybe a little playing a little soft zone on on Travis Kelsey is not the right decision. Um uh, that or just double
0: cover, or triple cover abs- Tyree kill absolutely
2: boggles the mind how Travis Kelsey gets that wide open in the red zone, but Hey, that's the way you scheme it up. And sometimes it works. So, um, I will say, I, I don't know if we need to see the shovel pass to Mike Rimmers again. Thank you. <laughs> as big, as, hey, I am, I am all about throwing the football to the big guys. But the shovel pass behind the line of scrimmage, I don't know if that's quite it. But you're going to see that again, I'm sure, later this season in a different form, and that will probably like much better.
0: And you're going to see Travis Kelsey as the QB again at some point, yeah. Uh, yeah, even, though that, even that, though that play didn't end up working out well even, for them.
2: Even though they couldn't figure out the motion on that, and, and, but, and Ty, Ty moved when he shouldn't have. Well,
0: and so did Mahomes, actually. Both of them. Yeah, moved. I
2: wasn't sure who was somebody was supposed to be in motion, but they weren't supposed to both be in motion at the same right.
0: time. Yeah, and then Pat tried to take a timeout that didn't go over well with the refs. Uh I have to ask really quick, Matt, did was anything said about the coach on the sidelines or the player getting thrown out of the game?
2: Yeah, Chiefs were pretty fired up about that. Um, because the the, oh. the, the, the this point of view from the Chiefs is that they, that Greg Lewis was just trying to to get Harrison off of his guy because they felt like that that Harrison was laying on top of Clyde Edward Tillaire on his chest and didn't like the way that he was brought to the ground and the way that they had hit him on the sideline. And so, yeah, I mean, Andy was pretty fired up about that and said, you know, yeah, you don't do that to our guy on the sideline. So he was very pleased that the officials talked about it and got together because they they did not think that Greg Lewis did anything wrong. They thought that he was just trying to, to get the Cleveland guys off of Clyde Edward Tillaire, and then Cleveland, guy Harrison just shoved Greg Lewis back so Chiefs thought that was one villain and the, 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 Greg Lewis was not a villain in that situation
1: and they're absolutely correct kudos to Greg Lewis for sticking his face in there right. against a guy that's not only bigger in but younger than him I like to see that and, and honestly I don't know that we would have seen that as as much in years past because Cam Irving's not on the sideline anymore but um to, to see that intensity I think that's something they lacked in the first half and everything kind of changed as they got going Kudos to Andy Reid, too. I felt like they came out in the second half and they ran the ball like they had to to wear down that defense a little bit. I felt it was effective. Maybe I read into that because that's what I want to do every game. But, Matt, am I wrong? Because Chris thinks I'm crazy.
0: I don't think you're crazy, actually. I just want to throw that out there. I was going to talk about that. Go ahead, Matt.
2: Yeah, you know, I mean, I think that everything in the second half, the way that it played out, almost, even some of the things that didn't work in their favor, everything still played out perfectly the way the Chiefs needed to be scripted. Remember, first of all, they come out and and control the ball for the entire first half of the third quarter. So it was 30 minutes between the last time that the the Chiefs defense was on the field at the end of the first half and by the time that they, they had to go out for the second half. And then on top of that, you know, with the Brendan Daly's rotation and the way that he was moving guys in and out, um, Chris Jones only played a handful of snaps in the third quarter. I mean, I, I'd love to go back and be able to get a real grasp of it, but I think it was single digits about the number of snaps that Chris Jones probably played in that third quarter. Um, made him completely fresh in the fourth quarter, and I, th- I think that certainly absolutely paid off. So between that long drive to begin with and then that 75-yard touchdown play just zapped the sails out of, out of the Browns. And then not only on top of that, but it fired up the Chiefs' defense. I mean, um, Chris Jones, Mike Hughes, guys talking about it after the games all pointed to that and said, yeah, I mean, that just you know completely switched the momentum. And then you see the defense come out and have a big stand, and, and then there's the, the special teams flub. So, I mean, that sequence there, even with the the Cleveland touchdown in the midst of it and that long drive that they were able to come back and score, other than that, everything went the way the Chiefs needed it to go in the second half, I think, to ensure a victory.
0: Yeah, and I just want to throw out really quick, I was really impressed that Kansas City came out and ran the ball. I didn't think – I was not expecting that. I was expecting them to do what they did in the first half. Uh, and while that didn't work, I was also impressed with Mahomes adjusting to giving what the Browns were giving him because I think that was really the key to the third quarter and even some of the fourth quarter is that he wasn't really attacking downfield; he was trying to just take the underneath stuff, and that's what gave them the the plays and the ability to just kind of you know take little bits every you know five or six yards every time uh, going down the field. So I thought that really paid off well, and I was really happy that they ran the ball uh, because I think this offensive line is going to be. Uh, very useful to uh, that, you know, for them to be able to run the ball down the uh, throats of teams later on in the season.
2: Well, I'm, I'm going to be really hard pressed to see, especially even in the first half of the season, even say the, you know, the first quarter of the season that any other team is going to be as able to get as physical with the chiefs as the Browns were on Sunday. I mean, absolutely you know, everything across the board. I mean, I, and I asked a couple of guys about this, you know, about, you know, what was the tone of this game? Because this did not seem like a Week One game. I mean, this had the the physicality of a game much later in the season with a lot bigger stakes. And let's face it; I mean, I think there are pretty big stakes because the winner of this game has, hey, a, a tiebreaker advantage now, and that's huge. Um, but you know, Cleveland brought it. I mean, this was not their Super Bowl, but this was a big game for Cleveland, and they played the best that they can possibly play for three and a half quarters. And then five plays go backwards, and that's all it takes for the Chiefs to take advantage. And, you know, to me, like circling back to what we talked about at the beginning, that's a, the difference between the Chiefs and almost every other team right now is that they have the ability to do that, to just take five plays and turn the entire game around. But I, it also tells you, I think, at this point, that even one of the other best teams in the league can play their best game for three and a half quarters, and it's still not enough to beat the Chiefs at home.
1: It's crazy. And I'm glad that you brought it all the way around. So we'll do something that we haven't done in a while, especially the three of us. We'll start with Matt. Game ball. Who gets it?
2: <laughs> kind of gave away my clue earlier. I, I can't. I have to go with Chris Jones. Um, even though the offense arguably probably won this game, um, Chris Jones had too many big plays, especially late in the game. Um, that sack on that drive to, to stop the Browns. I mean, really was the the final momentum killer. Uh, he got the job done when he needed to. Yeah, it wasn't always great in the first half. But you saw why Chris Jones, I think, is going to absolutely thrive in the defensive end position. And I think he's, go- he's going to have a big year. He's already on his way with two sacks. Right, He's going to have a big, big season.
0: Especially if you, you get somebody on the other side of him. Sorry, that's all I really want to say about that. Oh, you're good. If you get, Who, if you get Frank Clark, uh, I have to probably get mine. Man, you could give it to Patrick Mahomes every single game, but I, I have a really hard time saying anybody other than Travis Kelsey, mainly because this was against his hometown team, and he absolutely stepped up when he needed to. And the thing that really impressed me about Kelsey was was the small things. Like He was extremely fired up with his first catch, but then Kansas City got down, and I don't remember if they were down two scores or if it was just one score at that point. Uh, a little bit later on where Kelsey had a catch, and it was a bigger catch, and it got him a first down, but there was no emotion from him. He just looked like he was pissed off. And, you know, so to me, I think he's grown so much as a player and it's just awesome to watch. Uh, so I have to give mine to Travis Kelsey.
1: I'm glad you did. I do want to point out, uh, Tyree kill 15 targets in this game. Good for mm-hmm. him. But uh, I'm going to take kind of a cop out because I'm going to split it. Um, I think the second half adjustments by Andy Reid and Spagnolo made this <laughs> game. Despite all the players' performances, if you don't get that right, I don't think they're in the position to make this comeback. And so I'm just going to give it to them. You guys can argue with us. Hit the YouTube comments. Hit your comments over in the iTunes reviews. Matt, thanks for being here with us. Always
2: a blast, guys. Take
1: care. Folks, you have a great day tomorrow. We'll have more for you, uh, as well as a couple of little tricks here over on RGR, as well as everything here. Check out some likes, sub, and do all the things on YouTube. We'll be back with you tomorrow.